All right, Jamie. We're going to stick with climate change, right? That's what we've been talking about. That's what we've been doing. That's the logo. You got it. It's hot outside. Lay it on me. It's hot outside and it's hot on the on the presses, right? It's hot. It's hot news. I mean, here's the thing. We're, we're, we're doing climate change, but I feel like every time we do climate change, the media does climate change. I, I like to think we are definitely blazing trails here. No pun intended. I'm not going to lie. You know, I feel, the pack. Well, I mean, the Elon thing was pretty good when we, uh, you know, we talked about him being a supervillain long Listen, before the New York Times did their fancy little graph showing all the satellites. There he have has been a few the, things. The globe. There have been a few things that, you know, you'll send me an article or a few or we'll see something. And um, we're like, we did the pot on that like three months ago. Not to, so to, toot, not to toot our own horn. Listen. Not to toot our own horn, folks. Just to let you know. Tell yeah. a friend. But, you know. You want the news first, you come to us. Toot, toot. A little toot toot. Toot toot. So the Zootopia reference. Heat is costing the US economy billions of lost productivity. This was an article on the Times. All right. They're starting to address a little bit of the uh a little bit how the heat is starting to impact the economy, which is uh, you know, something that we probably could talk about every day, all day, every year um at this point. But uh Goes triple digit days in Orlando. Utility crews are postponing checks for gas leaks since digging outdoors dressed in heavy safety gear could endanger their lives. In Michigan, on the nation's northern border, construction crews are working shortened days because of heat. Climate change has raised the Earth's temperatures to the highest levels of recorded history. Projections show that they will only climb further. Extreme heat is regularly affecting workers beyond expected industries like agriculture and construction. Sizzling temperatures are causing problems for those who work in factories, warehouses, and restaurants, and also for employees of airlines and telecommunication firms. Delivery services and energy companies, even home health aides, are running into trouble. I don't know if you heard about the most recent U US U, UPS UPS not United States Postal Service but the guys in the brown trucks. And don't confuse UPS with USPS, folks. Never UPS. Never, never. One is one is a stalwart industry, uh, uh, a bastion of US uh, ingenuity. Uh, you know the Patriot. You know the mail. <laughs> you Jamie knows what I'm talking about. You know what I'm putting down with that. Uh, the other Patriots is a are- corporate grab bag that's uh, trying to. Trying to be used as a scapegoat to get rid of that that backbone of American uh, industry, the United States Postal Service. Don't you guys forget it. Support your <laughs> local branch. Anyway, but these but the, here's the thing: these guys, you know, they they threatened to go on strike. The uh, UPS. Uh, do you remember what they were? Do you know what they were striking over? What they were striking over? Wasn't it that it was hot and they were asking people to spray them with hoses? Is that the thing? Yeah, they were asking people to spray with hoses because the company was like, "We are not going to install air conditioning." in your trucks They're oh like, i just assumed it broke they actually don't have no, them they don't have them they didn't have them and the That's company weird. and yeah and they were like screw you guys i mean <laughs> I it's mean, hotter they, now but like it's been hot before they've been it's, they've it's been, been terrible. toughing it out the whole time yeah they've been toughing it out the whole time yeah these guys are let I me mean, look look these guys are uh there's nothing to you know they're you know they, they got they got brass they got brass you know if you see a worker out there doing deliveries you know you should really you should offer them a bottle of water if you can but uh, or you should salute them because that's a that's a warrior uh in this kind of heat going out there to deliver these packages Amazon why would they do that what do you mean why would they do that deliver I don't know it's oh I mean, the company why did they yeah, why uh, wouldn't they put air conditioning in because that's they crazy because they, they thought it they said it would cut to their bottom line it would be too expensive to put air that's conditioning right in all it would trucks. yeah that's, that's right that's right yeah well yeah yeah you maybe you should do something a little more humane as opposed to watch you know what else cuts it to your bottom line dying workers 
I'll tell you, you know, the dying workers also cuts it to your bottom line. So apparently not if you hire children. I mean, let's hope they don't get wind of that. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is that they they struck, uh, they went, they threatened to go on strike, and the company caved because the workers were going to walk off the job. And uh, well, you know, workers have power in certain industries, especially if you unite. So you like the clans, you like the clans. Wow, and and UPS doesn't have a union, I guess. I don't I mean, you're saying so. they're no. striking, so no, they're just they, wow. No, I think they just, I think they, you know, look, oh, so they, I, they they organized to that degree because it's been so bad. Yeah, basically, yeah, I do believe that that's exactly what happened. I I didn't hear anything. I I mean, I read reports on it. No one mentioned a union that I saw, so I could be incorrect about that. But how does that? How does the word spread? That's kind of nuts. I guess they have like a Facebook page or something. I hate that you caught me out on that. I I don't remember hearing about a union for UPS. I I feel like that would have been the first thing you would have read is that the union is trying to strike a deal with regard to this. And then like, you know, just like the, the, the uh, writer's union, you know, you hear about the yeah. union first, the fact that I just heard about the workers. I, ah, uh, I assumed it was just the workers. I, I, I only heard about the workers coming together to, to do this. You, you, I'm going to keep going. You double check me on that and we'll, we'll circle back. Okay. A study published in June on the effects of temperature on productivity concludes that while extreme heat harms agriculture, its impact is greater on industrial and other sectors of the economy, in part because they are more labor intensive. It finds that heat increases absenteeism and reduces work hours and concludes that as the planet continues to warm, those losses will increase. UPS does have a union, the Teamsters. Okay. It's the largest private collecting bargaining agreement in North America. I've heard of the Teamsters. I didn't realize yeah. that that was their union. Okay, so is that the, the, union, is that the, is that that the Jimmy team? Hoffa thing? Is that Jimmy Hoffa? They are famous. The Teamsters are famous for a reason, yeah. or at least infamous. But that's good. That's good to know. I'm glad that I didn't go out there. The Teamsters, and, yeah, it's Jimmy Hoffa. I don't know much about him other than other than he's related. He's has some sort of connection to the Teamsters. Well, anyway, in either case, I'm glad that you checked that out. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that we, we did spread. Now we'll make informed. Now we'll make informed comments going forward. <laughs> in 2021, more than 2.5 billion hours of labor in the U.S. agriculture, construction, manufacturing, and services sectors were lost to heat exposure. In 2020, the loss of labor as a result of heat exposure cost the economy about a hundred billion dollars. A figure projected to grow to 500 billion dollars annually. By 2050, and somehow they're still profitable. Well, a like, company you're saying be, this is the losses. These, these are the losses, losses that we are experiencing as a nation, as a as a country. We are experiencing these losses based on a study that was conducted, and uh, and the projection of such losses will get to about 500 billion dollars every year uh, at some point between now and 2050. I cannot help but think of a previous segment we did with those children, those 12-year-olds working the agriculture fields, the tobacco fields in North Carolina yeah. with no protections, they're oh getting poisoned, can't even imagine limited hours. Like yeah, yeah. Oh my that's, goodness. That's, um, man, that's tragic. Yeah. Don't worry because Republicans across the nation are pushing, literally just pushing child work bills down the throats of their, uh, of their legislature. So- yeah, just- if you don't believe us, folks, check out Arkansas. Just oh my God. Google it's not, Arkansas. It's not even Arkansas. Anymore. I mean, yeah, it's it's exploding. For some reason, I didn't realize that there was such a shortage of labor 
to the point with you know the fact that there are so many unemployment rate and everyone's talking about high inflation and uh, you know corporatists are complaining about uh, this that and that about recession coming and pending and got to make cuts but apparently there's enough free labor there's enough work out there that children if they enter the workforce will help out these corporations to achieve their profit goals that, that, that somehow that is the that's the you know that that's the end sum that's the ultimate goal is that if we get the kids out there this nation could become once again its great, great self. Similar to like Newsies. I mean, if anyone's ever seen Newsies, I mean, that's a fantastic movie that's all about the joys of child labor. They sing, they dance. They're so happy to be selling those newspapers in the street. They don't want to go to school. They don't want education. They don't want purpose. They want to sell the news. It's fantastic. It's great. There's no argument for me. No, no. Just Edward should check it out. Newsies. Fantastic movie. Let's just get back into it where labor. you just keep producing kids to, to get out there and work. Other research found that as the mercury reaches 90 degrees Fahrenheit, productivity slumps by about 25%. And when it goes past 100 degrees, productivity drops off by 70%. That's, I think, a crazy stat because we talked last episode, or at least an episode before that about- <laughs> It's because- because the managers were like, it's too hot. I'm not going out there to yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of they it. Don't want, they don't want to come out of their office. They have the only the fan air conditioning, in the building. They've got the air conditioning. Yeah, they they've don't got wanna... the only fan in the building. <laughs> I was saying that if we go back to a previous segment that we did, we talked about how the heat in Phoenix gets to about 110. And, uh, you know, I mean, you could only imagine what is the... You know, what's the productivity at that point for uh, a city and workers if this heat is around 110 degrees? I mean, I actually I know that Phoenix has resorted to doing majority of its construction work at night and a lot of the, uh, the a lot of industry. Oh, that's, in- that's that's a great home life. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. You you sit at home during the day in your air conditioning, I, I suppose, while your kids are off at school in their air conditioning. And then when they get home, you go to work because now it's finally uh, now it's cool enough that you can now do your job. So it's it must be great. It must be absolutely fantastic. It's, it must be yeah. What a great home life. All that being said, there are still, and this is not going to be a surprise to anyone who knows this great nation, there are still no national regulations to protect workers from extreme heat. In 2021, the Biden administration announced that the Occupational Safety and Health Administration would propose the first rule designed to protect workers from heat exposure. But two years later. The agency still has not released a draft, a draft, people. They haven't released a draft of the proposed regulation. That is really sad. Um, It's funny because I remember one of my first jobs, the power went out during the summer and we had to wear a suit and it was hot. Yeah. And we were all like threatening, like, this is, we're talking amongst ourselves. This is ridiculous. We're going to walk out. Like, he should be sending us home. How could he expect us to work in under these conditions? And it was probably like, probably like eighty-five degrees or something in the in the office, not mm-hmm. one hundred and ten, not outside, not doing manual labor, right? And and it was appalling. And we looked it up, and we're like, wow, there's no there's no thing for us. Like, there's no, <laughs> we have nothing. We have there's nothing no, to go. No on. one's coming to save you. No, no. One, no one's coming to save you. There is no leverage. There is no threat to make. It is. We are stuck here. And uh, glad to see that it hasn't changed. And glad to see it could be so much worse. And nothing can be done. That is horrific. And I'm still racking my brain over that 70% number. Would you say over 110 productivity drops by 70%? That's correct. Yeah. That's according, not, to, according to most studies. Yeah. I mean, at that point, 
Are you just burning money on utility? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you might as well just send everyone home. Yeah, there's no point. There's no point. You're getting 30% productivity at that point. I mean, you're probably spending more in terms of trying to keep the lights on or trying to fight the heat with air conditioning. You might as well just send everyone home. Absolutely. Are we that greedy? Yes. The answer is yes. Wow. Yes. In fact, the main thing, your manager in that situation, the biggest mistake they made was that they allowed you guys to sit too closely so that you could chat amongst amongst each other. That that's how they <laughs> the that's how it gets the more they space us out. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep a minimum distance of your workers and then you gotta walk the aisles. You gotta walk the aisles to make sure that there is no uh you know, there's no chitter chatter, there's no jibber jabber between them. Because you know, if the if people get together and they start realizing they have more in common than they do apart. You know, that's that's how that's how unions get started. And we don't want that in this country. We really do not want that. We don't want unionizing. We don't want workers to feel empowered. Uh, you know, that's bad for the economy. It's bad for the workers because they don't know any better uh, and they don't realize it. They don't realize that getting air conditioning and 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 having dignity and feeling valued is really bad for your self-esteem. Ultimately, you, you want to feel powerless and you want to feel like. Your employer is sucking the life out of you. That's the only way you're going to feel. You feel alive. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's the only way to live is to suffer or is it to suffer is to live. I don't know if that's a thing. How how puritanical. So, yeah, it's so through suffering, you will find your salvation. That should be that should be. uh, In fact, Bezos, I'm I'm sure he probably (laughs) (laughs) that's what gets. You know, it's it's, it's written on every steering wheel of an Amazon delivery truck. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> when your pee, in fact, the pee bottle they hand out to you, <laughs> that's inscribed on the side. That's that's, that's exactly great. right. There you're right. That's great. That's right. Seven states have some form of labor protection dealing with heat, but there has been a push to roll them back in some places. In June, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas signed a law that eliminated rules set by municipalities that mandated water breaks for construction workers even though texas leads all states in terms of lost productivity linked to heat according to an analysis of the federal data conducted by vivid economics oh why why are they doing that oh well i I, 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 oh yeah well i was gonna say i i clearly the construction companies are the ones that want this but i mean does is this stuff talked about or is it done behind closed doors because how do you pitch that to people and they're like, yeah, that sounds right. It, it eliminate water breaks. Like, well, yeah. I, those, how do those, people rally around that? Because or is they it don't just want done those and no one knows. Or does nobody freeloading construction workers working out of the heat? They don't want to take. Why is this road taking these... so long? Why is this road taking so long? JB. Look at those guys sitting on those cones, not doing anything. Exactly. Exactly. We don't. When hurt I happen to creators. drive down, how dare you rest while I drive by? Don't hurt the job creators. Do no harm to those job creators. Every time I, I, I you know, you, you, you shed a tear. You see a construction worker taking a water break, and you just think, you think about that. Every massive- day, I drive by this construction site at twelve p.m. on my way to lunch, and they're on break too. That's right. How dare, how dare they? they? How dare they? Yeah. Yeah. Business groups are opposed to a national standard saying it would be too expensive because it would likely require rest, water and shade breaks and possibly the installation of air conditioning. Those are all offensive things. I can't believe they're even asking for them. They can't afford them. They can't afford it. Who in the right minds would ever give a person shade 
and water. I can't believe it. Don't even get me started on air conditioning, but shade and water, it's a bridge too far. I'm going to give you now two examples before I wrap this segment up, okay? These are two good examples of what's going on. The National Beef Slaughterhouse in Dodge City, Kansas, where temperatures are expected to hover above 100 degrees Fahrenheit for the next week, is cooled by fans, not air conditioning. Workers wear heavy protective aprons and helmets and use water vats and hoses heated to 180 degrees to sanitize their equipment. It's always been hot work, but this year is different. One worker who asked not to be identified for fear of retribution, the heat inside the slaughterhouse is intense, drenching employees in sweat and making it hard to get through a shift. National uh, Beef did not respond to this email. A union representative for meatpacking and food processing in Kansas, Missouri, and Ohio said sweltering conditions present a risk for food contamination. After workers skin a hide, they need to ensure that debris doesn't get on the meat or carcass. But when it's extremely hot and their safety glasses fog up, their vision is impaired and they are exhausted. They can't even see what they're doing. So this is like, but again, that's only at risk to our health, not productivity, not pumping out a product. Well, no, I, well, the, yeah, the well, quality goes down. Well, I mean, I well, guess you're, the, at, you're at risk of a recall. Um, well, there you go, which could sick. cost you. Yeah, but maybe you're probably... Maybe. The the either the uh, expense of the fines associated with having to deal with a recall for like in terms of what the government retribution might be must the profitability must outweigh whatever you could possibly incur in terms of fines, which, again, is always one of those things where we're like, it's good to be. It's good to be here. It's good. It's good to be a corporation in the land of the free, because ultimately you really can do whatever you want, because the recourse is of so little consequence. That you might as well ignore it completely, which essentially was probably going to happen here. But that's the thing. It's it, this is. I thought this was such a good example because it's it shows how it's one thing if you feel bad for a construction worker on the side of the road or these beef workers who are working with 180 degree qu- equipment in 100 degree heat. You're like, this is awful. This shouldn't be happening. But they're at the dying. end of the day, they're dying. At it's, the end of the day, yeah. Crazy. Well, well, they're dying. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, people, you know, people like to like to think close to home. And I and at the end of the day, if they can't do their job properly and you're a meat lover you're out there grilling your your meats for the for the barbecue this fourth in front of, of your grill it's not so bad <laughs> well yeah well, it's hot that. it's hot yeah. in front of the grill it's not so bad god, god bless those grill the guys who man the grill whoever mans the grill gals guys whatever god bless you in these summers but at the end of the day if you're dealing with contaminated meat that that's a that's a risk to your health that's a risk to the everyday everyone listening to this pod who lives in this country if you eat meat there is a tangible risk now that you are going to be facing as the, the temperature continues to climb and it's going to get greater. It's going to be a, a greater basically increase to this risk for you that the meat might get contaminated and you will get sick. You and Some people die from certain, certain types of food poisoning. You should have and it's, to I'm just say it's a real risk. You, you should have. I lo- I, I'm on this label kick. We, we started with the guns and then what did we do last time with them? Um, I think it was with climate carcinogens. We we're always talking about these mm-hmm. different labels. I want mm-hmm. for something like this, especially maybe with food, I, maybe with anything, maybe products too. I want to. I want it to say on the label how many recalls have this company has gone through. I want there to be a recall count. A recall counter. That's basically what you yeah. want. You want yeah. a little label where yeah. it's like got a number on it, and the higher the number, the uh, the worse 
that situation. You know, and, and, and you know what? After yeah, after maybe yeah. after ten years or twenty years, I don't know how often companies go through recalls. We'll have to make it statistically significant and not giving anyone a free pass. But maybe we'll expunge it after a period of time goes by. To be fair, don't yeah. scare anyone, right? If you earn the trust, you get it back. People make mistakes, but if you're a repeat offender or doing things like this, I mean, that's like an extreme thing. I mean, you know, how can we not just have better laws? I mean, just protect people. If people are dying under these conditions or, or passing doing, out, it doesn't have to be passing it. it I mean, but they dead. are dying. I mean, like it's well, easy. Yes. they are dying. I mean, it's gotten that bad. And then and then if you're handling something that could have mass effect on people. Uh, yeah, I just I, I don't know, man, this is crazy. This last example. OK. And the reason I, I'm hitting this last example is because. This in this example, so we talked a lot, right, about how uh, air conditioning is so important. We've got the uh, UPS workers fighting for air conditioning. Everyone's talking about how air conditioning, air conditioning, air conditioning. Even in some workers in air conditioned settings are getting too hot. McDonald's workers in L.A. walked off the job this summer as the air conditioned kitchens were overwhelmed by the sweltering heat outside. This is a quote. There is an air conditioner in every part of the store, but the thermostat in the kitchen still showed it was over 100 degrees, said Maria Rodriguez, who has worked at the same McDonald's on Crenshaw Boulevard in L.A. for 20 years, but walked out on July 21, sacrificing a day of pay. It's been hot before, but never like this summer. I felt terrible, like I could pass out or faint at any moment. The owner of the store sent a statement. We understand that there's an uncomfortable heat wave in L.A., which is why we're even more focused on ensuring the safety of our employees inside our restaurants. Our air conditioning is functioning properly at this location. That's all. Which is why, which is why we are offering them each a hot lunch, <laughs> free on the house. Eat, everyone gets a burger. They all got double cheeseburgers. They set them home. They said, here, here Piping hot trouble. cheeseburgers. I'm just saying that, 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 Why don't that you take a fry. Get, take, grab yourself a fry. I think that that's so interesting. I mean, that that's what's that thing is. You could fight for one thing and everyone could be like, oh, God, they got that. Finally, their their world is better. The they all their problems have gone away. Air conditioning is still having trouble battling when the outdoor temperature is around 100 degrees Fahrenheit. It might not be enough, especially again, the the workers in the meatpacking industry uh, facility, if you're dealing with 180 degree gear uh, or at least whatever sanitizer, uh, sanitization equipment, having air conditioning might not be enough. It just might not be enough. Right air conditioner might McDonald's. not be. Or there's also air conditioner sizes and the vent flows. And I mean, yeah, you got to be able to combat that. I'm sure if they had a bigger unit and had more. Maybe and 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 vents it depends. in it the depends. back. Yeah, but then I mean, at that part, at that point, and think about it: every McDonald's in LA, in, uh, in California, or in LA at that point. I mean, that's something that could be an issue for the power grid. I mean, there could be knock-on effects to to increase the it's air true. conditioning. Yeah, uh, to that degree that you actually could keep a hot McDonald's kitchen or, cool. I guess we need when regulation. The over hundred. You crazy. have this type of oven that can put out. I don't know. It's like a. BTU or something, whatever yeah. the those well, the thermal units are. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, for the, oh, the it, BTU, may, maybe the there's BTU. like if it's X hot outside, you can't have this much energy running inside. I well, mean, I don't or know. or you just don't have workers work. I mean, at, at, we are getting to the point in this country where that might actually have to be the laws that are enacted. If you have temperatures of a certain amount outdoors, and you know that indoors the heat is going to 
be higher than that outdoor temperature, you might just have to call it. I mean, I know that no one wants to hear this because we live in this society where everything is about exponential growth and you know everything could go on forever and there's no limits to anything. There might be a limit here. As climate change increases and the people's health are at risk, there might come a point where the legislation needs to be, if it's 110 degrees outside and indoors, the temperature reaches 115, that's it. The you, this company, this operation can no longer function and its workers will continue to be paid and everyone else has to just, and you just have to send them home because well, that's that would just make one sense of those that, things. I mean, regardless of whether it's hot outside or whatever, if the inside temperatures, if what you're exposed to for any period of time is breaking 100 I would even say in the '90s, like, but definitely breaking a hundred. Yeah, there there needs to be some regulation. That, that's not well. You would think, right? But the Biden administration, the the Democrats, who are supposed to be the saviors, who are supposed to be the good guys, it's been two years and they have yet to draft legislation to address any of this. So, um, and and we know the Republicans aren't going to do it because Texas, leader again in in this situation, is like, screw everybody. They can they can figure it out for themselves. We can't hurt these job creators. Uh, People just got to pass out. You got to pass out. Manager sits in their air-conditioned office away from anything that is overheating or too hot, uh, you know, because that's just the way it is. You know, that's maybe so you should just been born in a better, you know, better uh, rung of, of the ladder. I don't know. Keep working. Don't subject your kids to this. <laughs> all I want to all I want to say is also for the listeners, because we have international listeners, 100 degrees, because we're using that, is around 38C. So what we're talking about here are temperatures above 38C. Uh, technically, it's thirty-seven point seven, uh, which is quite hot. Especially, I mean, I feel like when you talk it in Celsius, it, it feels even more oppressive. A hundred, it's like, I don't know. I just I always feel like Celsius is just like uh, it. It just feels more serious. It's like wow, thirty-seven C. God, <laughs> that's hot. Nobody here knows what that means. Yeah, well, I, I, that's how that's how I feel about. It. That's crazy. That's crazy. And uh, I, and it's gonna get worse. And I uh, I don't know what the solution is because we've got legislation in progress that has yet to be actioned and um and it doesn't hit everyone equally i mean the folks that are feeling it it's they're they're feeling it and they live in a certain area and not everyone is feeling it in that way so it's really hard for people to add this to the list of things to care about but if you take a step back and you're like climate change the thing that's impacting us all is climate change it could be the insurance for your home that we covered last time it could be your work environment it could be your natural resources around you it could be the overwhelming of your utilities whether that's sewer or or power grid i mean it the list will go on it could be illness it could be death it could be so many things i think what you'll take from the series listeners is that climate change has something for everyone you want a flavor, it's got it for you. I mean, we may be touching on things here that you're like, ah, that's terrible, but I I don't know anything about it. I don't know anyone that's impacted by that. Keep listening. We'll get to one. Climate change is to the summer as Krampus is to Santa Claus. It's it's the Santa Claus you don't want. It's not, you know, it's not delivering good presents. It's it's all bad. How's that? It's all bad. It's all bad. Sure. <laughs> And then your deck of the woods. All right. What's going on? Let's do it. Well, so I'm going to do a little bit more of climate awareness like we've been doing. Um, But I want to discuss climate change's impact on biomes and ecosystems, which leads to loss of biodiversity among wildlife. So biomes are just ecosystems. Biomes are like huge pieces of land, huge 
areas, regions um, of, you know, a similar type of plant and animal life and weather and climate. And the m ecosystems are like the little interactions within that. So just to give you an idea of what those two terms mean, um, it's probably a horrible definition. I'm sure the scientists that listen are screaming into their computer or headset, but that's the best I got. Um, no more than a UPS worker who's like, we have a union. We're strong. <laughs> we have a union. Unionized. It's the biggest in this country, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we're talking climate change, talking ecosystems. It might be easiest to start with what people are familiar with. So for the longest time, we've heard that global warming and climate change could be seen in the loss of ice which in turn would lead to have, uh, higher sea levels. Well, well, that's happening. The projections were right. In fact, at this point, we can't reverse it. We can only stop it from getting worse. You may have heard that before, and it is true. The last few months, as Antoine said earlier, have been the warmest on record, and Antarctic sea levels reached record lows, about 17% below average. And it's not just the ocean's surface that's warm. But the whole world ocean is becoming warmer and absorbing that energy will remain there for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. This is the kind of damage we have done. We are not reversing this. We are stopping it from getting worse. So Jimmy, are you telling me that the people who have studied this for a living, the academics with PhDs who have been sounding the alarm, the experts, as they, as you may say, who have no political leanings necessarily in terms of like no prejudice in terms of their research. They're just simply trying to find the facts as scientists tend to do. We're correct. They're right. It's yeah, a, go figure. It's the an issue that we've been training the institutions that we developed, the things we all learned in school, the greenhouse effect. Again, folks, we all learned about the greenhouse effect for, I'm going to say 12 years. And then all of a sudden we come out and folks are trying to convince you it's not real. Okay. Industries are trying to convince you it's not real. Think mm. about that. Mm. Why would they do that? Why, why is that? Why I don't know. would they contradict your education about a seemingly scientifically proven fact? I don't know. It doesn't make much sense to me because the job yeah. creators are out there for us all. The people they that don't want you to have AC for your own good. It's, it's for your own good, honestly, because air conditioning makes people weak. Oh, and only the strong survive. Hey, if you if everyone had air conditioning, we might not even know about climate change. Who would be uncomfortable? If the founding fathers had air conditioning, there would be no America. There you go. They would have sat home inside they were sat all home. day. No they reason to go home. out. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, that's what slaves were for. <laughs> <Different. laughs> all right. Well, it's not just the temperature that's changing. The color of the world's oceans are changing. Tropical ocean regions near the equator are turning greener because of climate change. The color change over the past 20 years is most likely due to ocean ecosystems changing as ocean color is a result of marine life. Greener oceans have more algae and warmer oceans prevent ocean layers from mixing and that allows certain algae to dominate. Algae absorb CO2, and they photosynthesize, but algae expansion will have implications on ecosystems as the food chain will be altered in unknown ways. We don't know what's going to happen, folks. We're in uncharted territory. Humans have never been alive at a time like this, not, in, not anything like this. So this is going to get interesting fast. Um, but 
even if the planet doesn't get any warmer than it is now, Greenland's melting ice is going to raise sea levels by 5 to 15 feet. How do we know? Well, a core sample was taken from an ice sheet and provided evidence that 400,000 years ago, during an interglacial period when temperatures were similar to what they are today, Greenland's ice loss raised the sea level by that much. Or another way of saying it, sea levels were about 40 feet higher back then, and 15 of that was from Greenland's ice melt. Now, it happened before. We seem to be running the experiment again, although at a much faster rate this time, and it's going to happen again. How is it faster this time? Well, back during that interglacial period called the Hoxnian, CO2 levels were at pre-industrial levels, around 280 parts per million. 280. Today, we're at 420 parts per million, meaning the ice was naturally melting at 280, but over a longer period of time. In fact, something like 30,000 years or something. Whereas today, we're at 420, and it's happening faster, and we're pumping more CO2 into the atmosphere and water every day. And how fast it's going to rise is still unknown. We don't know the cascading effects, the compounding effects of doing this at this rate. But scientists think that at least by 2100 or even sooner, that the sea levels could rise by 10 inches by something called the zombie ice, which is this ice that's no longer being replenished and is doomed to melt. Like it's, we have the seasons and it is not replenishing that ice. This stuff is just on its way out. Now, is it called zombie a, ice because of the zombie worms that live within it or the. No, no, that's a different thing. Oh, that's a different a, thing. Okay. We'll, we'll get right, to that, but that's get... a different thing. That's All a different right. thing. But um, okay. I, I, I honestly think it's just to get people's attention. Um, but okay. yeah. But so in a sad twist of a solution gone wrong, although I'm not sure what these people were thinking, um, a UN shipping rule meant to mitigate air pollution allows countries to use scrubbers to comply with a sulfur cap. So something that goes over the exhaust to scrub out the bad stuff. Um, the problem is, is that this method discharges treated fuel exhaust into the ocean, into the ocean, which damages marine ecosystems. Okay. And I have read this thing like six times over. Cause I'm like, what, what am I, what am I missing? Who made a mistake? And it's just like what it sounds to protect the air. We polluted the ocean. There's no like, oopsie. It's just, that's just what it is. Like you're allowed to just dump. You're allowed. It's not even like, oh, we didn't address it. You're allowed to expel this into the ocean to protect the air. I mean, this is, this is where we are. Mm. It's solutions like this that it's no wonder why coral reefs are declining rapidly. Yeah. The most biodiverse ecosystem on this planet, we are cooking alive and starving it either by bleaching, which is a period of extreme stress, where the mm. reef is still alive, actually. It can recover. But then we also destroy reefs by direct thermal death. Like, we just heat it until we cook it and it starves and it's dead. Two stats that are really sad. It's 90. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, can, you, can, you, can you just... I don't understand how you enact that kind of legislation. It, there has to have been... Isn't that nuts? Like that's well, crazy. Was there a workaround? That that's the thing. Was this is this now a loophole because of just bad legislation? Which I always, you know I love to I love to harp on bad legislation. It wasn't that you just said all right you cannot do this you cannot pollute the air and then there was no back there the back door was that the wink wink essentially because I feel like that's how all legislators legislate these days because their salaries are essentially 
uh, paid in part by corporations. The wink wink was you can't pollute the air, but we know you'll just you'll just eject this into the ocean. It, I feel like it was it that or w- was there actually like a thing to say you can't pollute the air, but we are going to actually put in the legislation. You are allowed to eject this into the ocean. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty it like sure that? they're allowed to do it. I, that's like the method. You capture it through a scrubber right. and then you in, you dispose it in, in the ocean. And it, 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 that's the thing. Is that is that the science? Like, is that that's the process that has been developed for this or? You know, like, is there somewhere else that it? No, could? I don't. No, like, sci- scientists are not on board with it. Any, well, of course, they're not no, they are. They are not on board with this. This okay. is this is polluting the marine environment. This is. But stone. this is like an industry standard, essentially. That's what I'm saying. Like the industry itself. Yeah, this like, is a thing. This isn't this is like how we do it. A, a one-off offender. This is how they do it. Right. This is this was the solution, so that shipping companies, because the motivation, the incentive, the yeah. reason for this is that the governments, the world governments, this is a UN law, said we need to cut air pollution, emissions, shipping emissions, but into the air. It, no law, no initiative about ocean polluting because no one's polluting the ocean, right? There was no polluting. So all it was was legislation about stop polluting the air. You're polluting the air with sulfur emissions. Yeah. You can't go above this cap. Do whatever you have to do to stay below this cap. And so they do their thing with these scrubbers and then they just dump them. I mean, this is just like renewable energy with burning trash. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Bad legis- it's just it's it's people who are in charge or who are put in positions of power who have no there is no there are no experts. There are no I mean, there probably are scientists and experts who help. With, with there has to be in terms of these I, there has to be i just it blows my mind that you could get a body you're doing what i did i i, yeah. I read this thing like six times and i'm like what am i missing yeah. what am i missing like this I doesn't don't know how you get why would you do that yeah I and just, it's I because these... it's because it was it was a it was not a holistic approach but it, it, it's like you... it's like saying it's like saying clean your room clean your room clean your room clean your room and then you shove everything under your bed or in your closet it's not like and you're like the go... room's clean the room's clean and then you open up the closet and everything falls out. That's what this is. This is that. Yeah, the you're incentive. absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. That that's a, that, that's a very apt uh, analogy for what's going on here. I guess I'm. Just, I, it's not like you get into the UN by you know doing nothing. I mean, you have people with advanced degrees. You have people who are experts in certain aspects of what of something in order to get to the United Nations. Usually, it's policy. Usually, it's policy of some sort. And to craft some sort of policy like this to simply say we have one goal and one mandate and one mandate only, and that is to curb air pollution. And we're going to achieve this because we want it's it's oh my god it's like it's like having a toddler right it, it, you know when you tell your kid to do one thing we're idiots we are idiots well, it's, not, our, it's just we're, no, we're, it's we're, we're so short sighted so short sighted I. I it, it feels I, I just don't understand it, yeah. how that could be a thing. I mean, what do they think that I, I, I'm assuming the the most of the benefit of the doubt that I could wrap my head around yeah. to say that these people are not pure evil yeah. is that they were like, the ocean can take it. The ocean can take it. It's big. It's dense. 70% of this planet. It, it's deep. It can take it. It'll absorb it. I, 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 that's the best I can do. Is that they genuinely thought, just like if we were like, yeah, we'll shoot it into the sun. The sun can take it. I don't know. Who knows if the sun can take whatever we throw at it. But is it something like that? Because I have nothing. I got nothing to go off of. Hmm. My imagination is not that 
limitless. I, right. I cannot fathom how anyone would be like, hey, I found a loophole. We'll just pollute the ocean. <laughs> like, that's horrible. You're a terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, go on. Yeah. So I got two stats for you around all of this stuff. 91% of coral reefs will now experience severe bleaching once every 10 years. And if you've ever seen this, I mean, folks, there's so many documentaries out there, but it's a sad thing. As someone who goes scuba diving and who's just like blown away by the wonders that are underneath our water, um, when you see them lifeless and bleached, it's it's when you know how vibrant they should be and teeming with life they should be. Um, it, it's, I mean, it'll make you cry. It's sad. Um, so 91% now are severely bleached every 10 years. And then 99%. 99% of reefs will be experiencing severe bleaching at least twice every 10 years by 2036. So a little more than a decade away, folks. And um, it's going to more than double. That's great. Good job. So, well done. Well done. Next up, let's dry off, grab your towel. Let's head on over on land. Within a few decades, the Amazon will reach a tipping point and shift from a rainforest to a grassy plain. Who doesn't love a savanna? I, I mean, I know I do. I, it's fantastic. Who wants to deal with a rainforest? I, I much don't. rather have a grassy plain and just describe it to my grandkids. Well, I mean, I'll just describe the rainforest. rainforest Who needs to gross. see? Got like two cans yeah, well, and all that. Like I don't know. That? Yeah. It's like steaks and stuff. I'd rather just a grassy knoll, you know. So I think that's a little more manicured, a little bit more, you know, eye pleasing to the uh, to the Western eye, you know. Something that uh, you could just imagine something that's you know relatively, uh, and not you know something that's not going to harm you, something that's not foreign, you know. Something that's I'd rather like I, I want to see it all coming towards me, right? You want to you want a level yeah. playing field. You yeah. want the grass to be so high, just tickling your knee. And you want to be able to That's see as too far high, as the eye too can high. see. Ankle. I want like soccer field. Soccer oh, you field want, so you want it manicured. You So Antoine. At that point, you pasture, might as well. You want to put cows in there. Yeah. You know, just to erase everything. 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 Yeah. yeah. The just going. let the cows, you know, let them get their meth methane gas off. And um, I just want it, I want it manicured. There. I want yeah. it, um, you know, I want, I, I want people to, I want the next World Cup to be held on the Amazon in the Amazon rainforest, because the, it's so easy. You just the fields are there at that point because everything's dead. There are no there are no trees. Nothing's uh, uh, oppressive of trees. We got rid of all the medicine or anything that we might have been able to glean from it. It, it is just uh, grass as far as the eye can see at ankle length. Perfect for pitch. Perfect pitch. And then we just have like uh, just have the World Cup. Just have 32 teams come out there and, uh, and play in the Amazon. Be fantastic. That's great. I mean, personally, I would love to be alive when we turn something real into a myth. That's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, mm. I want to be a part of that. I want to say, I want, I want my descendants to be like, was the rainforest real? Was that a real thing? Did that? I mean, describe that again. That sounds crazy. All that life, all these big trees, like all this stuff. It rained a lot there. What is that? What's that? It wasn't acid rain. <laughs> you didn't hurt. <laughs> When you went outside, tell me about that again, uh, again, Papa. Yeah, uh, I want them uh, to watch the movie Fern Gully and just think, God, what an imagination! How do they come up with all of that? <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I mean, the fairies. I want them to think the. the I want them to realize that to 
to put the fairies in the same mythological context as the trees, the forest, as the trees <laughs> itself. Yeah. Wait, you're telling me the trees were real, but the fairies weren't? Who the <laughs> hell would believe that? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what we're People going for. People used to have wings. It sounds much more plausible than <laughs> giant grass. What's I, I giant want, grass? I want both to be as implausible. That's exactly yeah. right. That's fantastic. I want oh, I want great. it to be referred Gully as a slight as a slight documentary at, mm-hmm. at, at some level. So the rainforest is critical, folks. All kidding aside, um, it's unique plant and animal life. As Antoine mentioned, we get medicine from all that biodiversity, and probably we lost so much medicine. Um, it's influence over has influence over global weather patterns. It's just, you know, it's the rainforest, folks. Go look it up. It does stuff for us. Scientists say that three quarters of the rainforest can no longer recover from droughts, logging, and fires. It lost its resilience. So congrats, everyone. We broke the rainforest. Good job. Um, not to mention the rainforest. Did, you, did is- we give it air conditioning? It feels like we gave it air conditioning. This weakness, it feels like we air conditioned the rain. I'm assuming there's a slight more breeze with every tree that we knock down, you know, less Yeah, th- well, that's why it's yeah. getting weak. You see, they get the cross breeze now. They get the cross breeze. Yeah. Just like my mom always used to say, open windows on opposite side of the house. You, you get the that. cross breeze. If you deforest from both sides, you're just doing everyone a favor. You breed weakness. Air conditioning and cross breeze breeds weakness. You you got to be resilient. I I don't know. I don't know if, we'll, if if the if society will ever learn. I don't know. So um, I was going to say the rainforest is another carbon sink. Things that capture carbon for us. And uh, if we lose more trees and soil, we're releasing and no longer capturing billions of tons of CO2. Right. So now we've kind of covered some of these biomes and ecosystems. But what's it actually doing to our wildlife? Now, this is an expansive topic, and I'm not going to go through it in any detail. There are tons of documentaries, much cooler, that you can go and watch and you know see the animals before they're all dead. But um, in brief, I'll represent a little bit of everything here. So one thing is it's bringing back things that we might not want. Antoine alluded to it. A roundworm found in Siberian permafrost was reanimated after 46,000 years, the time of the woolly mammoths and began reproducing more than 100 generations of new worms. Um, And all it took was a little bit of food, a little bit of water to get that little thing moving again. It didn't take much people. They thawed, they ate, they reproduced, and now they're back. I'm telling you, the story is only interesting if the cover story is that it reproduced. But really what happened is it entered the scientist that discovered it, you know, alien style reproduced within its its body and right now we're struggling to keep it contained but we just had to give out a nice like you know one of those hallmark cover stories to not have everyone fear for their lives at the uh the start of the zombie apocalypse it is creepy it is a creepy you know i i get it from a scientific standpoint it is really intriguing but as a as a human it is is incredibly creepy to think that something that old I mean, part of me wants. To, I mean, imagine if you could, if you could. Of course, you know, I can't think. But imagine if you could. Not that I can't think, but I mean, like, you know what I'm saying. If imagine if you could project what it saw forty six thousand years ago, it onto a screen. You know, like how cool would that be to be able to see the Earth at that time through a living object that was around at that time. I mean, how cool is that? That that's a cool story. Yeah, that I, would be cool. The, the if issue it didn't I, come alive and kill you. See, the thing is, going back to how these things usually work, because people will be like, "It's a natural cycle." 
and not talk about the rate. That's what you will always hear. It's not that it wouldn't happen again. It's the rate. And something like the permafrost would take thousands and thousands of years, if not more, to transition. And it is happening at record lightning speed with us. Like, so when you're talking about, oh, a little bit of permafrost melting there, a little bit here, and gradually these things will become unearthed. And um, you know whether they reanimate or not is is a different story. But we're getting it. We're going to get them all at once. And I just don't know what that does. I mean, your own scientists are only finding what they're looking for, where they are. This stuff's melting all over the place, people. Like, I, you don't know what's being unleashed. And, and that's my next point. In Tibetan permafrost that's now melting, ancient 15,000-year-old viruses have now been uncovered, never seen before. Be They're back. Question. They're back. And again, that's only because we found it. God knows what else is being released. Entered into entered into animals and then someday spread to us. Now the scientists think that it's going to be helpful, just like I'm sure the worm is. They're going to learn how we might be able to survive climate change by how this thing managed to survive. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the jury's out with like what else is going to happen. I mean, what is it? The road to hell is paved with good intentions, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like what? I I'm not diminishing science. Like I love science, but that this is what they have their hands on. Great, work with that. I'm worried about everything else that's being released that like we can't possibly contain. Like we don't know what else is being unleashed into the wild right now. I mean, we do make a we make a massive assumption because you know we as human beings we always assume the worst. Uh, you know that's part of our survival instinct. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, a, a virus that existed 15,000 years ago, it could be weak sauce. You know, we we could come up. It, it, it could come into the world yeah, today. Animals just, were puny back then, well, and what did they? What, what kind of resilience did they have? Yeah, this is, these are things they, we assume. They, they, they only walked around for sixty-five million years. Well, what did they we know? We assumed yeah. that everything was stronger. Again, you know, we don't know. We, you, a saber-toothed tiger could come alive today, and its bones could be so fragile. It just like you <laughs> yeah, know, it, it, that we makes don't sense. know. We that don't makes know. sense. You don't, we don't know. know. It reminds me of a. Uh, with that guy, uh, Galaxy Quest, the extra guy. I think his name is Guy. Yeah, it's Guy. He, well, it's he was not like, really, you, yeah. and one of his lines is like, "You don't know, you don't know." <laughs> you say you, we don't know, we don't know. These things look majestic, and then you, you know, they could they could die off of a, at a, uh, at the first sneeze that they come across, and they just. I'm drop sure that's Wait, yeah. Sure? I, I, I actually think the whole asteroid thing is being contested now because um they just think it was a strong gust. It might have been. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. All right. So getting away from those um, more insane things, uh, mosquitoes are on the move. Everyone loves mosquitoes. I love them. Nat nature's cuddler. Um, and with them comes malaria. Nature's so blood transfusion. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like to share? I mean, I love it. You know, takes my it's blood. Na nature's I'm charity. Winning. Nature's charity. Yeah. It's a blood bank kind of thing. <laughs> so. Right? Typically, malaria-carrying mosquitoes thrive in lower elevations across South America and Africa, but now they're climbing hills and mountains to infect communities that never had to worry about them before. Mammals are also noticing climate change, or at least are mentally impacted by its wake. Extreme weather and natural disasters have been found to make monkeys age faster due to traumatic stress resulting from disrupted food sources like high winds stripping all the leaves off the trees and then starving to death. Fantastic stuff. And even, even our beloved emperor penguins, the focus of films such as March of the Penguins and Happy Feet have been added to the endangered species list due to climate change. So again, 
big round of applause to everyone. They live on sea ice in Antarctica, and we've melted it all away. It's great. Great job. They can't just so, swim? Can't just swim forever? I, I just, they lazy. Animals have gotten spoiled. Spoiled with all their homes. Squeak sauce. 25, 40,000 years in the future, people are going to be like, oh, the majestic emperor penguin, they must have been so strong. It's like they couldn't even couldn't even survive and an afternoon without any uh, ice to just rest on. You know, they couldn't just swim forever. Do they even lift, bro? <laughs> Get those gains. <laughs> it's the most Jersey just thing start, I you've ever said. <laughs> just start darting them with steroids from helicopters. Even lift, bro. <laughs> leg day they missed leg day they missed leg day and next thing you know they're extinct that's their own fault they you know those flabby flippers those flabby flippers (laughs) all right so where are we headed well as biomes continue to change we get a glimpse of where we're headed through a two million year old core sample that details an ecosystem that's in our near future it's the time of mastodons reindeer and birch trees thriving in lush polar regions areas so far north that where that today there is no life we're lush polar regions where all of these animals who we never actually thought made it that far up we thought it was always too extreme core samples that are now telling us that that used to be very lush and that kind of tells you how the rest how hot the rest of the planet was so um that should give you an indication of what we're headed towards So let's be clear about some solutions to this climate crisis, but brace yourself. They are extreme because we've put ourselves into an extreme situation. So what do we have to do to fix climate change? Sorry, let me restate that. What do we have to do to not let climate change continue to get worse? Because we ain't fixing it, folks. Well, more than 40% of Earth's land surface must be conserved to stop the biodiversity crisis. 40%. Italy and Sweden have announced a whopping $500 million in investments in developing nations, but that ain't going to do it, folks. We We need immediate conservation to our parks, oceans, and forests. Industrial farming, including palm oil fields and beef production, need to be addressed. $500 million? That's like like what Google makes in an afternoon. It's insulting. (laughs) That's crazy hilarious. That's where we are. That's how serious we are. That's how serious we are about all this. That's where uh, we are. Uh, I mean, at least they did. I mean, go, and then we didn't. We didn't do anything. So yeah. what do you? What do we? Do? I mean, we're mocking them, and what did we do? So there I we guess are. This is more, yeah, more than nothing. All right. What else? Rewilding is necessary, and it's not just letting old buildings and unused train tracks being reclaimed by nature. It means removing dams, building tunnels to reconnect migration pathways severed by roads. And reintroducing predators like wolves to help balance the ecosystem. Folks, for interested in learning more about that, quick plug. We have a whole wolf saga playlist. Go check it out on YouTube. Then, after we do these things, most importantly, we leave it alone. We don't touch it. Minimal human involvement. Let nature recalibrate itself. Now, when it comes to the ocean and saving coral reefs, that will require rapidly reducing and eliminating greenhouse gas emissions and identifying local, uh, critical locations to preserve, right? So we got to be very strategic about this and we have to make the commitment. But 
know what you're up against. I mean, we all know that probably none of that is going to happen. But just to kind of drive that home, here's a Republican spending bill for the Interior Department that was recently put up for a vote. It blocked grizzly bear recovery, removed Endangered Species Act protections for the gray wolf, and cut funding for the National Park Services and several other things. Basically, everything that I just listed there, the Republicans have defunded or removed it. So I will leave you with this parting thought. Imagine what we've lost through deforestation, coral bleaching, and climate change already. The land we developed, ecosystems lost, species extinguished. Or to put it another way, imagine if we inadvertently eradicated tomatoes through deforestation or climate change. What would the world be without tomatoes, Antoine? You sit with that. I got to sit with what would the world be like without tomatoes? Yeah. What if through all of this, we eradicated tomatoes by accident? We hadn't discovered them yet. They're out there, just something waiting to be discovered. And we never got all the deliciousness that tomatoes give us. So what a horrible, as a New Yorker, what a horrible existence. Because then, then it just means that all we would ever have is the white pizza. So everything would just be all pizza would just be this this dry cheesy. No pizza, whiteness. no pasta no, you'd have sauce. Pizza, it's just be the just, white pizza. I don't would know if it ever, ever have developed had a white would it, pizza. Would, would it would have developed? Would it ever have caught on? Would of course, would be would. like I don't know. No, it would just be the white pizza. Everything you wouldn't get. You wouldn't get everything that you got now. You wouldn't have <laughs> ketchup. You wouldn't have ketchup. Yeah, we could do without ketchup. But, I don't know, man. This is a miserable life that you're painting right now. This is a miserable life that you've already accepted. Well, everything would just be Alfredo, right? That's an American thing, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm just saying that that, that the well would have been a world thing because it would have profoundly changed human evolution. Prove me wrong. All all food would be just white, just white bland food, just just, just no coloring whatsoever. Without the tomato, you're right. I mean, the tomato is a it's an essential uh, facet to our society. Is it a fruit or a vegetable? I think it's a fruit. I mean, it should be a fruit. By all classification, it should be a fruit. I think it is. Anyway, go on. Share nope, that, that's Actually, it. Actually, you know, oh, that's it? That's it. That's it. So Google last, Google 2020 profits, 2020, $60 billion. So wow. we we set 500 million. Italy set five, what was it? 500 million, you said? And Sweden. That's combined. That was combined. So 500 million. And Google to mitigate climate 60, damage. 60 billion. I think that's. We're serious about this, folks. I think We're serious. Does that come? To, my math might be great. I think that's like 0.83 percent of what Google earned a year. We are serious about climate change. Everyone is taking this very seriously. I just think the people. I like to. I honestly, whenever something happens, I put it in the context of a corporation's profit in a year, not profit across years or profit across the last decade, just one year. One year, how much did that corporation make? So whenever a government initiative comes out and people are scrutinizing it and yelling to the high mood about taxes and what we're doing, blah, 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 blah this, this, that, I, I just, to me, as a sanity check, I just put it in terms of a corporation, one, one company, one company. I say, how much did that company make in that year? And usually it's something that dwarfs whatever everyone's up in arms about, like this. I think... I think it's around, yeah, I think it's 0.83% is what you set to fight climate change. Because yeah. here's the thing. 
as the earth burns and as you can't go to work because the air conditioning units cannot compete with the temperature of the city in which you live, you need to remember that you can go online and search for anything you want. You could you could do you could search anything. You could you could use Chrome for free. You've got your Gmail for free. Your kids can't go play outside. You can't go to work. Society might be crumbling, but at the end of the day, you you could you could search the internet. And that's you important. Can, you can compare air conditioners, fans that are out of stock. Because 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 <laughs> Because they'll most likely be out of stock. If you're looking probably, for an air conditioner. Probably not put together very well because the people in the factories couldn't see. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that might be one thing. That might be one thing. But and, and if you if you are lucky enough, well, no, if, you, if you, that's if you're lucky enough to get a unit. Most of the time, just like when, uh, when we just had this recent bout of the wildfires coming down from Canada, what was the first thing everyone tried to buy? Air purifiers. Those yeah. of us who had purifiers because they're crazy, weird, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Preppers, like the people who have that prepper mentality. And they just got guilty fires throughout their guilty. house. Yeah, dust is no joke, folks. Yeah, they, your, they, your house is producing dust. Fine, but you check out people, that filter after running those things. You, you you should get one. Most people were out there looking for an air purifier. And guess what? Amazon, the infinite master of all things you could buy. You're SOL. I was charging five bucks a head in the neighborhood for people to just stick their head in and take a breath. And then I got them out. That's some good capitalism right there. Yeah. I mean, I was really close to just bottling it and just selling the can. You should have. Spaceball you should. style. Spaceball style. That's right. Get that thing in a can. <laughs> Sell it to your neighbors. You're like, you want your kids not to have cancer? Here, buy some buy some <laughs> by Jamie's sweet, sweet air. <laughs> Oh God! If a sale, actually, you'll have the kids. You you have your kids out in the corner because they can work legally without yes. your without. Yeah, your, there's no uh, protections. That's right, and you don't have to sign off on it, so they can just go out because kids want to work on their own. You know, the parents are the ones who get in the way of it. Now yeah. that your kids are free, they probably would have started. They would have stolen your air and started selling it in the street. You know, and the best and news is, profit. I don't even I don't even have to go out there to yell at them if they start dragging. I'm in the air conditioner inside. I can knock on the window. Give them a little sign. It's, it's good. You gave them life. The best thing they can do is is work for that sweet, sweet profit. <laughs> is, is sell my air. Sell your air. Sell your air. That's great. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's another banger, people. We are about the climate this month, this season, this this season of the uh, retraction podcast. Jamie, tell them where they can find all this amazingly uplifting and fun information on a weekly basis. Folks, those new clips, like you said, weekly, check them out on Fridays. But we also got clips coming out all during the week. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitter, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And with that, my great folks, stay cool out there. Traction out.